0: Good morning. its nine oh seven n times? What? What is that? We're going to find out. I'm curious to see what you think. There's a survey that was taken, uh, and I'll give you the results of that. Before we jump into that, I want to do this very quickly. Um, I got a message uh, from a listener. It said, my wife and I have been sick this week. While we really appreciate the invite you've given us to CC City Broiler on Sunday, we think it would be best for us to stay home. I hope we get another opportunity to join you in the future. So, we now have two seats. Um, and I know that uh, a lot of people have been asking to get, uh, you know, if they can come to the event. And uh, it, it, the seats filled up very, very quickly. So, if you go to GaryNolan.com and you tell me how many people, no more than two because we're, we're, we're pretty full... Uh, You tell me how many people, your name, your phone number, your email, first one in gets those seats. Um, It's just, it happens, and we knew it would happen. Uh, People get sick, or something happens in the family, or there's an event out of state, out of town, uh, and plans change. So, go to GaryNolan.com, give me your name, number of people, your phone number, and your email. And uh, the first one in, I will send a response to, and I'll try to tell anybody else who tries um, th- that they can't make it. Uh, anybody who is, um, you know, who's been, uh, who's asked to come to the event, I've sent you a "you're in" uh, email. So, if you haven't gotten one, <laughs> you're not in. All right, go to garynolan.com. Send me that message, and uh, we will uh, fill those two seats. Got a great speaker. Uh, you are going to be uh, really happy if you get to this event. Because you rarely get to talk to someone on that level th- it, it, in, in such close quarters. In the meantime, as if that's not enough, uh, you've all heard about this uh, new source of energy uh, we're supposed to have, it, 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 as opposed to what we're doing now, uh, which is kind of like splitting the atom, uh, there is this fusion thing that's supposed to save the world. So I um, I invited Gregory Wrightstone uh, to come on the program, climate change analyst. He'll be with us in about 30 minutes, uh, so you may want to uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let me do this. Joy, you just won the contest. You're in. Uh, Joy just sent me a message and uh, I'm gonna tell her that she's got it. Nobody else uh, uh, there we go. You're in. There done. All right, seats are full. Now uh, we will uh, we'll get to all of that in uh, in just a few minutes. This end times thing... I i don't think I quite understand this... But apparently... Uh, there are those who believe the world is coming to an end... And it's a, apparently a, a substantial number of people who are of this impression... Two in five Americans, nearly half of the Christians... Believe we are living in the end times. Evangelicals and black Protestants were most likely to say the apocalypse is imminent. Really? This is it? A large swath of Americans across the religious spectrum believe they're living in the last days of humanity. Nearly two in five Americans, including both Christians and the religiously unaffiliated, responded affirmatively when asked if they believe we are living in the end times. The study addressed Americans' views regarding the Earth, environmentalism, climate change, but a specific portion addressed respondents on their views about the end of the world. At 58%, a majority of respondents did not believe they were living in the end times, but approximately 4 in 10, 39%, said they believe they are. So if you think we are living uh, in the quote unquote end times give me a call uh, cuz i'm really curious about this most of the people who believe the end is near were self-professed christians 47% of whom believe they are living in the last days uh they further broke down the uh, statistics to determine that 14% of such christians believe that the end of the world will culminate with the return of Jesus Christ and that the uh, conditions of the world will worsen until then. Black Protestants, 76%, and Evangelicals, 63%, were most likely to believe they're living in the end times. Brian, do you have any fear that we're living in the end times? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. And if the world comes to an end... Um, I don't know it, 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 How would you define the end of time So that everyone dies Or the government the collapses Or a combination of both I guess it would be the extinction of mankind And that would be due to People killing one another Or climate change Or something else I don't know I, I frankly think the best shot we have At ending humanity is a nuclear war uh, but I think everybody's afraid to really put their finger on the trigger. So I'm not even sure that's going to happen. What uh, what makes you think it's the end times? And what do you think is going to bring us down? I really do think things are going to get worse. But I I don't think it's an indication of end times. I'll tell you what's going to happen. The government's going to continue to grow everywhere. Great Britain, France, everywhere. Uh, until people finally rebel, and there will be widespread death and destruction, but people are going to break out. They're they're going to want to be free. They're going to shove back on all these big government uh, programs that have hurt them uh, in a variety of ways that people today don't seem to even understand. And then we'll start all over again. Uh, we'll have some uh, freedom, some liberty restored. Uh, and then, slowly but surely, the governments will get bigger, and, and we'll go through that cycle. Do I think it results in the end of the world? Nah, I don't. I don't think so. I think the people who are most afraid that the world is coming to the uh, to an end are the people who believe in man-made global warming. I think they think the world's coming to an end. They're, you know, they've been convinced. At eight seven four ninety three ninety, toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Do you think we're living in the end times? And if you believe that, how does it all end? What happens? Gary Nolan shows Zimmer Radio Network. It is nine uh, nine eighteen. Glad to have you with us. Uh, majority of Americans—well, not a majority—about uh, forty percent of Americans think we're living in end times, whatever that means. Uh, if you believe that, tell me what's gonna happen, why, you know, what's gonna bring it about. Uh Darren sent me a message, the Bible makes it perfectly clear that the earth will never be destroyed. But it is also very clear that the majority of humans now living will soon be destroyed. This includes the majority of so called Christians. Hmm. Majority of of people will will be destroyed. How will that happen? I mean, is is it going to be something that, you know, man does to himself? Uh, Is God going to create, you know, the flood thing? What what happens? I want to know. If it's the flood thing, Brian, I'm I'm saving up for a submarine. Yeah, a submarine, not an ark. Because, you know, you need your exercise, I'm thinking, in your old age. You know, building an ark would be very helpful for you. Get, uh, you know, animals two by Uh (laughs) 2 Yeah. (laughs) And squeeze them onto one little ark, and God will make them all very tiny so that they'll fit. Don't forget your cat. My what? Your cat. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, Gwen, I'm sorry. I forgot the cat. (laughs) I hope he can swim. How long can he tread water as Bill Cosby used to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would save everything but the cats. Uh, golly. Uh, 874-9390. 529 Callers, hang on. We're going to get to you in just a second. Uh, you can also get me by going to uh, GaryNolan.com. How does it all, you know, if you believe that's it, how does it end? Uh, there is no doubt we're living in the end times right now. That's no reason to be fearful, uh, says Jared. Prophecies are being fulfilled daily. Red, what? Red heifers? Heifers? Returning to Israel? Euphrates River drying up? Construction talks on the third temple? They even have a false prophet emerging now in Israel. It's the return of Jesus Christ, and we should celebrate well Jared seems pretty happy about the whole end times thing, Brian. He's, he's what it <laughs> sounds like, yeah. Yeah, it's time to celebrate. Woohoo, the end of mankind. Uh Rick, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you?
1: Yeah, Yo, Gary, I'm doing great. Well, you know, there's lots of people think lots of things about end times, and we're not supposed to look to end times. Uh, the third second and third chapter of Second Thessalonians tells you that. But in first Thessalonians, the first chapter when Jesus returns with his mighty angels, taking vengeance on all who know not God. And of course, then in Revelations, there's a verse that says that uh, the earth and all of its possessions have now passed away.
0: The earth will be destroyed, according to the Bible. So the earth will be destroyed. And how will that happen? I mean, will he make volcanoes happen? Is he going to make it rain until everything is underwater? Uh... I have no idea what God's plan
1: is for the destruction of the earth, it's just that's what the Bible actually says
0: right, and do you think we're in end times?
1: I don't believe that uh, but actually since the day Christ died and his church was established, his kingdom was established, we have been in end times so we've been in end times nearly 2,000 years
0: Well he's moving slowly then well, uh, God is patient. Apparently. All right, uh, Rick, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Brian, repeatedly uh, in conversations that you and I have had, you have suggested that President Biden is not in command of his faculties, that he's completely seed, that he doesn't even know where he is. And I am here to tell you you're wrong okay great because you know i was confused as he is (laughs) no he is he is right on the money he said you don't think i know how effing old i am see so he knows how old he is he's he's not completely lost (laughs) he 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 at least knows how old he is very good very good that's a start Uh, well yeah that proves that he's Well, it doesn't really, I guess, prove much, does it, now that I think about it? President Joe Biden repeatedly, or reportedly rather, hit back at criticism over his age as officials and voters mull over his ability to potentially serve for another four years. You think I don't know how effing old I am, Biden 80 reportedly said to an ally earlier this year while venting about how often his age is mentioned in the press? Um, Over two-thirds of Americans think there should be an age limit for elected officials. Well, do you think there should be an age limit? Uh, No, probably not. But there probably should be a cognitive test. And if you're unable to pass that, then you probably shouldn't be running the United States well, if there's a cognitive test, I, I, I think a lot of legislators are, yeah. <laughs> are going to be in trouble. I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, apparently, uh, Betty Crocker is and she's 89 years old, and she's going to serve out her term We talked about this yesterday, and is contemplating running for reelection after that. She's 90 years old. And what, you know what does she expect to accomplish? Why is she hanging in there? Uh, there are some who think that, like Biden, uh, she's got a couple of cogs that uh, have broken teeth. Yeah, Feinstein wouldn't pass that test. I'm pretty pretty certain that she would fail. Yeah, so you wonder why they hang in there. Why would you do that? At, would you at 90 years old? Yeah, I'd be done. Yeah, I would have been done like at 75. I would have said, okay, it's time for, you know somebody else to, to take over. I guess it's, you know, the thought that they have the power to change, you know, like in Feinstein's case, she is, she hates guns so much that she's going to stick around to the very end to, you know, be there to eliminate all guns. But she has a gun. Well, that's different. She she needs a gun, but you don't. You see how that works? Oh, alright. Um sh- so she needs one and I don't. And Correct, yeah. And and there's a reason for that, I assume. That yeah, a, you know, you're not smart enough to handle weapons on your own. But, you know, she is a legislator and needs the protection of the firearms. Uh, uh, okay. So, All right. kind of how go. it works. Yeah, I, see. I see. And it's, she's a Democrat, too. So It's like when you get in trouble with the law, if you're a Democrat... You skate, and if you're a Republican, much, yeah. you get crucified. Uh-huh. Okay, I see. I understand it now. Anson says, Thanks for giving airtime to the ideas of these mystical thinkers who believe their imaginary friend in the sky is going to snap his fingers and end life on earth. I needed a laugh. Uh, Brent says, End times, Democratic Party is uh, Eve from the Bible. Casey says, Hey, Gary, do you remember in 1999? When it was turning 2000, the world was supposed to end, and uh, still, uh, and we're still here. And you remember the Mayan calendar was going to end in 2012, and the world was supposed to end, and we're still here. I think the world ending is a bunch of malarkey. He learned that word from Joe Biden. Uh, Brian says, uh, end times per prophecy isn't the end of the world. It is the end of the world system currently being ushered in. We're just getting underway with the trials and tribulations on a global scale. Drought, famine, pestilence, natural disasters not due to global warming, climate change. Global scale wars and one world government are coming. The government will crush the unbridled lethality, uh, uh, lethally uh, any rebellion just like China does. Once digital currency is put in place, boy, I mean, Brian has really got this down to a, a down to the last uh, paragraph. Uh, and finally, John says, uh, I do believe we've been in the end times for quite a while. I don't fear it, though. Paul talked about it in, Timoth- in 2 Timothy. And uh, who knows uh, the time? It could be tomorrow or a thousand years from now. I believe uh, what we confess uh, in the crease. Well, if it's going to be tomorrow, then I'm going to go ahead and uh, buy my new car. Uh, <laughs> 'Cause I won't have to make any payments. And it, it won't make much difference. Uh eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. No, I don't believe we're in end times, but I do believe we're gonna see uh governments get uh more powerful uh and eventually that uh, I think there will and I think in the United States it's gonna happen. We may be one of the first countries to do it. To just revolt. Remember when they had that uh the Arab Spring and all those people started rebelling against the Arab government or governments well I I think that's what's going to happen here I think the Chuck Schumers and the Nancy Pelosi's of the world uh, and along with because uh, I don't want to leave out the Republicans because they're just as bad uh, they're eventually going to cross the line and I think there will be a point where people just get you know upset enough to start fighting it. And I will tell you that they will, at at the beginning, they will be vilified. Most of the country won't be in their corner. The government will overreact in their attempt to crush them, and it will slowly turn people's minds. And that's when it all ends for the progressives. Is that a not happy scenario? i don't know all right you've heard that uh, we have a new source of energy that somehow we are uh, we're going to generate electricity uh, the way the sun does, and that it's a major advance it's called uh, it's it's fusion instead of splitting the atoms we're going the other way. California scientists have achieved a major advance in fusion energy, a technology that could. Potentially provide clean, carbon-free power for years to come, according to the Department of Energy. Is it all it's cracked up to be? We're going to find out in a few on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. It is 935. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, this has been splashing all over the news. The United States is, uh, The scientists here have come up with a, a way to uh, create energy through fusion, sort of like what the sun does. Uh, it's my understanding that until recently, if you, uh, uh, if you tried to do that, it, it took more energy to accomplish than you got uh, in return. Uh, so it, uh, it, it, it apparently is a turnaround. Uh, but does this save the world? I don't think so. But Gregory Wrightstone is with us. He's a geologist and he's the executive director of the CO2 Coalition. And uh, he's written a book called Inconvenient Facts, The Science That Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know. Uh, and he's with us now. Gregory, welcome to the program. How are you?
2: good but i'm going to dispute this uh, the claims made by this the, the fusion energy they're claiming 70% uh conversion rate in other words that uh, it, it generated 70% of the energy required that was input is 70% of it came out being generated and that was only looking at the plasma that was going in and going out. And, and what that does, they're not looking at the whole, the whole scheme of things. So the, the most recent one uh, that we have complete reliant uh, data on is the, uh, it's called JET project. It had 67%. And it actually required 700 megawatts of electricity to generate uh Sixty-seven, sixty-seven megawatts, and so they don't look because what you got to do is there's a lot of electricity to keep this plasma in place and keep it cooled. and they don't they don't take that into into account. Not only that, the energy generated from this fusion is just heat. It then needs converted to electricity, which drops it down to another fifty percent. So it, it's it's a good advance, and we should continue going that this route. But they're not telling you the whole story uh, about. About this fusion, we're nowhere near uh, having anything of a, a, be able to scale up fusion and, and make it actually uh, a net plus of energy going out compared to going in.
0: So it but takes the, more energy to create than it
2: returns. It's like a, a bad lot investment. More. A lot more, but th- this is. I'm not saying we shouldn't be we shouldn't be uh, going forward with with uh, more research on this. Uh, but but we're nowhere near close, and they're they're actually if you look at the full full energy in compared to what came out, it, it's 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 well less than one percent according to the, the the people that I trust. I'm no physicist, but I trust physicists that I trust tell me the same thing that it's just not, you know, they 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 they, they're, they support going forward with more research, but we're we're talking about dumping tens of billions or even a lot more than that of dollars into this research. And we should have a clear understanding. And we're the, the people promoting this aren't providing all the information that's needed. As you could see, you know, it sounds really good. Um, but as you know, uh, things that sound too good to be true usually are too good to be true.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when the world is on the cusp of, uh, you know, self-destruction from anthropogenic global warming, I and mean, it's, uh, you got to You got to no, leave no stone unturned.
2: Well, th- that's not quite the way it is. That's not what. As you know, I'm the executive director of the CO2 Coalition, and we're a group of uh, nearly 130 of the top scientists in the world physicists. I'm a geologist, uh, energy experts, economists. Uh, we all believe, as one, that uh, the increase of CO2, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, has been a, a huge benefit. Uh, to both the Earth and humanity, and and that the modest warming, now bear in mind we've warmed about one degree since 1900, Um, but that modest warming combined with this increasing CO2, we we see just that Earth's ecosystems are thriving and prospering. Uh, Natural disasters are actually in decline. They are, and and extreme weather-related deaths are 98% of what they were 100 years ago. Completely minute, contrary wait, to me, what we're being told.
0: Hold on, hold on. We've we've increased from 1900 to 2022 one degree Fahrenheit,
2: celsius. So it's celsius. maybe one point uh, don't like one point seven or whatever that whatever the conversion rate would be.
0: Oh my God, man! I you know the Antarctic is just going to melt.
2: Uh, if you move from Washington, D.C. to New York City, uh, the average temperature will be about a uh, decrease of about two and a half degrees Fahrenheit. So it's double what. Well, if you're scared of two degrees of warming, just move north <laughs> a few hundred miles or 150 miles. Uh, it's nothing nothing to worry about. And not only that, we see a greater temperature change between noon and 2 p.m. almost on a daily basis of what they're, of what they're telling us is going to be a terrible event.
0: Brian Hansen, my producer, and I were standing outside this morning and he said, you know, it feels uh, a fraction uh, of a degree warmer today than it did last year at this time. Just <laughs> terrible. It was,
2: yeah. Um, well, well, not only that, if you look, um, we've had two big uh, heating events. In 1998, now in 2016, it was, it was in, related to a thing called El Nino, great spikes in temperature. Uh, and since tw- the 2016 event, actually... Looking back over the last seven years, temperature uh, has actually fallen. If we look at both the thermometer global thermometer data set and also uh, the satellite uh, global temperature set, both of those confirm that temperature for the last seven years has declined, uh, not increased. Uh, how does that? How, how do you explain? Or, or let's just say, take a look back over the last century. Uh, we started adding a huge amount of CO two, really in that post World War II economic boom. Is when we started adding CO two, and just as we started adding CO two in the mid forties, for the next thirty three years, we went into this period of declining temperatures. That's it was in the seventies when it was late seventies when it was reversed and started warming again. But that's when they were talking about you know the next ice age because it had been cooling for thirty three years as we were increasing CO two. How do you explain that? Uh, you, they, they can't. Um, and that's because natural forces are the dominant driver of, of climate change and temperature change.
0: You, I, I want you to understand that my home station is in a, a city called Columbia, Missouri. And it is dominated by progressives because of the university. Uh, The other cities in in Missouri, they're probably a little more open minded. But I am sure there are some global warming advocates out there, anthropogenic global warming advocates out there, who would love a bite out of you. Uh, So I'm going to bring it on. I'm going to bring it on. 800 529 5572 or 874 9390. Gregory Wrightstone is with us. He's written a book called Inconvenient Facts. The science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. So you know, if you're one of those people, you're just convinced that the world is coming to an end. Give us a call, Chicken Little. Let's actually, AF R F K just called for him just Uh-oh. a minute ago and left a message. Uh, what did he say? I think
1: those guys who are saying that global warming doesn't exist that they are contemptible human
0: beings and that you know I wish that there were a law you could punish them under. That's a criminal offense, and they ought to be serving time for it. Well, before they, before they well, put Gregory Wrightstone in the Hooskow, <laughs> give us a call. What were you going to say, Greg?
2: Well, we don't deny. I, 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 we're the largest skeptical science organization in the world, and I'm proud to be leader of it. And uh, we, we don't deny that climate change is happening. We don't deny that we're in a warming trend. But think about this. The warming trend we're in started more than 300 years ago. The first 250 years of that warming had to have been nearly entirely naturally driven. Um, They're only saying that human-caused CO2-caused warming really started 30, 40, 50 years ago. Well, what about the first 250 years of this warming trend we're in? Uh, And we look back, one of the things I love to talk about is a strong relationship between the rise and fall of temperature and the rise and fall of of great empires and and civilizations through the... If you go back over the last 5,000 years of, of human civilizations, we see that the three other warming periods that we experienced were all warmer than what we have today, and each of those was accompanied by... Rise, rising civilizations, huge empires, uh, abundant food, and life was good during all those much warmer periods. And it was the cold periods that were just horrific, horrific. Uh, the first great civilizations that rose up, the Babylonians, Hittites, the Assyrians, all around the world, these great civilizations rose up in the Bronze Age. And it was, it was when it started cooling down All of those civilizations collapsed within maybe 100 years. It was called the Late Bronze Age Collapse, and it was generally thought to be related to climate change, but not warming climate, cooling climate. And and we see that repeated time and time again. And what history tells us, and we should look at history, history tells us that we should welcome the warmth and fear the cold.
0: Yeah, well, they're going to say, yeah, but those temperatures went up, but not as fast as they're going up now. Uh, And I've heard that excuse. But let me get some phone calls in, and you can respond to that a little later. Uh, Jerry is uh, hanging on here in Columbia. Jerry, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm well. Uh, Gary, I called in about this fusion thing some time ago. They're building one in France, and 20-something countries are involved with it. It's called ITER, and they've actually supposed to go online sometime around uh, five years from now. Yeah, so that's
0: they're the they're doing they're, they're doing ITER. that right now with right. fusion. All right, Jerry, Let, let's hear what
2: Greg says. Greg, yeah, the ETER is the you're right. It's 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 a, a conglomerate of I don't know how many nations, but yes, it's being built. I T E R, pronounced ETER, and they're gonna they're claiming it will produce ten times uh, the output of the energy. That it goes in, but again, they're not looking at the full the full scope of the energy that's required uh, for the facilities to operate, and so they're they're playing games with the numbers. Uh, and not only that, they're again, once the energy that comes out uh, is just heat energy, and it needs to be create. You need to take that and create the electricity. And the best you're going to do with that to convert heat to to energy is is about a fifty percent conversion. So, again, right there, you lose 50% off the bat. All right. And- Jerry, Jerry, I
0: appreciate the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. we got to pause for just a few minutes because if we don't, then my paycheck bounces, and, and that I can't take. Uh, then we'll come back. We'll grab your phone calls. The book, by the way, is called Inconvenient Facts, The Science That Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know. Gregory Wrightstone with us on The Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.52. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It's The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. And if you just turned the radio on, on, Gregory Wrightstone is with us. He's a geologist. He's the executive director of the CO2 Coalition. He's written a book called Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. Uh, Very quickly, uh, one one of the complaints I hear from the global warming people is Uh, With the CO2, uh, we're seeing a, a, a much faster rise in temperature than they did a thousand years ago. I'm not sure how they know that, but that's what they say.
2: Yeah, well if we look at the longest temperature record that we have available is the Central England temperature record. It goes back to the year 1659 and the first 40 years of of temperature rise from the depths of the little ice age when it was the coldest, probably the coldest in the last 10,000 years, those first 40 years were 10 times the rate of what we saw in the 20th century. How do you explain that? Uh, there was the CO2 levels were probably around 290 or so parts per million. We're at about 420 today. Uh, again, CO2 levels remain fairly low and fairly stable for for most of this the this subsequent warming period. And bear in mind, too, CO2 levels today are at near historic lows. I'm a geologist, and I look at the big picture. Uh, We've looked throughout Earth's history. Some of the lowest carbon dioxide levels in Earth's history are are today. Uh, They averaged, again, we're at about 420 now. Uh, They averaged 2,600 parts per million, six and a half times what they are today over uh, Earth's history and, and life and and. Plants and animals thrived at the much higher temperatures, and we're seeing huge results of vegetation increase because of what's called the CO2 fertilization effect. If you think back to middle school where you learned about photosynthesis, what do you need for that? You need sunlight, you need water, and you need CO2, and the more CO2, the better. Uh, So we're seeing just a huge explosion of vegetation from the high latitudes to the equator. That's just to be celebrated, and we're seeing increase in crop growth. Warmer temperatures mean mean longer growing seasons, and more CO2 means uh, bigger, uh, stronger, uh, faster-growing crops.
0: All right, well, hang on. Let me me get some more of these phone calls in, because we're overwhelmed. And uh, John is on the line. John, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Gary. Thanks. Hey, uh,
1: I... Originally called in just because I was going to say, uh, I'm actually having this discussion right now with my brother over the last couple of days and, uh, it's not going well. So I was going to ask for resources on what to give him. Uh, you mentioned the book, Inconvenient Facts. So I'm going to, I'm going to read that and, and try and get him to read that. I was wondering if there's any other what you would consider important or really good resources for someone to read or learn.
2: Yep, I sure do. I've got just the solution for you. It's easy and it's free. It's it's my inconvenient facts smartphone app. Uh, I rolled it out on the Glenn Beck show maybe three years ago, and he loves it. We've got huge, more than a hundred thousand downloads so far. Uh, Google Play, the App Store, you can get it. Just search search there for inconvenient facts. It's got all the information in my book. You can have it at the palm of your hand. You can have, you can call up if your if your idiot brother I think it was your brother tells you the polar bears are going extinct. Uh, you go to fact number 53 and show them the chart chart of 60 years of polar bear population and go look at here here here's here's 60 years there are five times the polar bears there are today is is what there were. Uh, if, you know many decades ago and you can show him one of the most powerful charts i have there is is again the central england temperature record uh showing 300 plus years of warming compared to carbon dioxide and you can just look at that and see is it real is co2 driving temperature
0: no great an app i can't wait i literally i will download that app john thank you for the call glad to have you on the gary nolan show uh steve is uh, up next. Steve, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm
1: good. Hey, you just brought it up. Plants need CO2 to survive. And we have to have plants to survive to produce oxygen. And these people are totally ignoring the science. They want to totally eliminate CO2.
0: Well, I don't think they want to totally eliminate it, but I oh, think they're on the wrong I, track. Huh? And so I think yes, that uh, having having green things uh, grow and produce oxygen is a good thing. Steve, good point. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let us uh, let me get uh, Johan on the program. Johan, welcome. Thank you. Good day. Uh, I'm curious
1: about this and, and intrigued. And uh, I wonder how this relates Uh, with temperature change to us moving through space. Uh, NASA did some temperature studies of deep space, and they never found absolute zero. They found a temperature varying throughout space, and it varied by four degrees or more, or should I say four kelvins, which is equivalent change to uh, degrees centigrade, just on a different scale.
2: All right, your oh, question God. is what? I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I Let me jump in there and say I have no idea. I'm a geologist. I look at the Earth, not space. Uh, it sounds like an interesting topic, but I, I could add nothing to that.
0: All right, Johan, All right. thank you for the call. Glad to have you on The Gary Nolan Show. All right, so now I'm interested in getting the app uh, in addition to the book, uh, and I am uh, really
2: – just having that that kind of a reference, man, what an advantage that is! It's so powerful it is so powerful. I use it all the time and pull it out. There's some key things you can you can look at. Uh, What's going on with glaciers? When did they start retreating? You find out that they started in the early 1800s. Again, long before we started adding CO2. What about sea level rise? We see that correlated to glacial retreat. I am
0: am out of time, and I I think I could go another half hour with Gregory uh, Wrightstone. Inconvenient facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to
2: know. Get the book and the app. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.